This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I've been thinking a lot lately about what it means to be a value investor. What makes us different than the growth investors? How do you even know you're a value investor? Maybe you aren't so sure. So I've put together five signs that indicate that you are a value investor. Now these are kind of just my own made up signals and you're probably gonna laugh at a couple of them, but it does usually mean you're a value investor if you fit into these signs. So let's jump right into it. The first sign is that, number one, the first sign, you click on any article mentioning Warren Buffett. Of course, I have to lead with Warren Buffett because if you're kind of obsessed with him or you click on all the articles, as I said, or you watch interviews, you make sure you wake up early on the day he's on CNBC with Becky Quick. If you do any of those things, you're most likely a value investor. But what is it about Buffett? Like, why do value investors care so much about what he says? I think it's really because he makes investing seem so easy. And his philosophy is one that any of us can really adopt. So what is that philosophy? It's always been buy good quality companies cheap and then basically never sell, although he has sold some things. And so the never is is a little dubious, but almost never sell, let's call it that. Um, And he's also calm amidst the storm, basically. And when you're doubting your long-term investing strategy, as we all do from time to time, especially right now when growth is dominant, then it's helpful to read some quotes from him or listen in on his interviews, and then you're reminded to stay the course. So Buffett really likes the cheap stocks with moats, and he likes industries where it's hard to enter. That's what the moat means. And I know a lot of people, the growth investors are always annoyed by the moat uh, thing that he talks about because they think that's kind of lame, but, it does keep out competitors, and that's why Buffett likes those companies that have a moat. So I decided to look around and uh, try to find a company that maybe would have at least kind of a moat or that would play into Warren's favorite area that he likes to invest in. So I did look at the infrastructure plays, and I came up with a cheap stock right now. It has not reported earnings yet, but uh, this is the type of stock he would like, and it's MassTech, which I've talked about in the past. MTZ is the ticker. It's still cheap, even though year to date the shares are up 65%. It's trading with a PE of just 13.2. It's a mid cap with a $5 billion market cap, and what they do, their tagline even is something that Warren Buffett would normally like, infrastructure that delivers. And that means they're in communications, power delivery, oil and gas, and both civil and and industrial. And um, so their big area is in those communications. Earnings expected to be up 34% this year and another 7% next year. You do not get a dividend with the stock, but uh, Buffett has never bought a company based solely on whether or not it pays a dividend. So he doesn't care that much. He cares more about the cheapness factor. Uh, But as I said, even with the shares up big this year, these uh, shares are still cheap, at least by a PE. So the first stock that I'm talking about today is Maztec MTZ. So let's switch over to a second sign. 
What's another sign that would indicate you're a value investor? And it's when you uh, like it that a stock is hitting a 52-week low and not the high. <laughs> because a 52-week low could mean it's a bargain, right? So you still have to do your homework because there's many things going on if a company is you know, trading down near their 52-week low or even worse, worse than their 52-week low. But value investors love to get stocks on sale. So if you find yourself perusing uh, articles or lists of stocks near their 52-week low, that could be a sign that you're a value investor at heart. A good example of a stock at 52-week low, at least it was just recently, is Macy's. Ticker is M. I've had it on the podcast many times. It's still dirt cheap. PE is at 5.5 still, and you do get that super huge dividend. They have not cut it and it's at 9.6% right now. It was recently, like I said, at the 52-week low. Um, now it's uh, near it, so it's down pretty considerable on the year, year to date. I think it's down, uh, let me see, I think it was like 46%, yes, 46% year to date. So even though it's a little bit off those lows, still um, getting it pretty cheap, but earnings are now expected to fall this year 31% and now in the negative for next year down another 8%. So this has a bit of a value trap component to it. They haven't reported yet either, so could have seen some improvement on the report, but um, at least for next year as the analysts are always already looking down the road, but we don't know yet. So that's something to keep in mind with these 52-week lows is that something else may be going on. But I'm including Macy's as a good example here. So if you've been snooping around in it, that could be an indication that you are a value investor. Okay, sign number three is that you like to hold your stocks for a long period of time. Not just even a year, but that would seem long to some people I know, but three years, five years, even 10 years, a whole decade. If you've held stocks for a whole decade, you may be a value investor. And um, I wanted to give an example of what that would be like too, because it hasn't been easy to hold in certain areas cheap stocks for 10 years, certainly not in retail, not in the energy, um, not in agriculture, those are three areas I know have been cheap, but I took a look at the rails because a lot of people coming out of the um, Great Recession, the financial crisis, might have looked at the rails as a place to kind of park some money. They were cheap at the time. They're not quite as cheap now, but uh, still I took a look at Kansas City Southern, one of my favorite railroads because it's got rails in Mexico. Uh, ticker is KSU, and I looked at the 10-year return. So the 10-year return um, compared to the S&P 500 ETF, the SPY, it has returned 411% versus SPY of 230%. In the last five years, though, it's been a lot more challenging. It's up just 11.4% versus the S&P 500 overall, up 52%. So it has trailed over the last five years. So this is where the value investor component comes in because you're going to have to be patient if you're going to hold a long time. There's going to be periods where you outperform and then periods when you don't, especially this one is no longer cheap. So not surprising, it's no longer outperforming. PE is 20 now. So for some of you interested in the rails, you might want to wait for a pullback if one comes 
to get it a lot cheaper into the value kind of category. You do get a dividend paying 1% for your patients here, which isn't great, but it's better than nothing. And on a side note, it's really hard to find kind of these big old style companies that are cheap right now because a lot of them have been bid up over this rally in the last 10 years. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Okay, sign number four that you might be a value investor is that you don't mind if your stock is boring. So just using Kansas City Southern as an example, you might've thought that was pretty boring to buy a railroad coming out of the financial crisis, right? And, but if you've managed to hold on for 10 years, you're not doing too badly there. And the same is true of Warren Buffett. He owns his own railroad. He bought one of those years ago, but he's also gotten rich buying uh, just general industrials, kind of your basic big cap consumer names like Coke, and then insurance. I mean, he famously owns Geico and there's nothing all that fancy or glamorous about owning an insurance company. So I thought I'd take a look around again at the insurers. I know we've talked about several of them over the last couple of years on the podcast, and I took a look at Allstate this time, ticker ALL. They're still cheap. They have a forward P of just 11.1, but their five-year return is um, up big, up 162%, and versus just, uh, 52.5% for the S&P 500 over that five-year return. So that's pretty decent there, um, a real good return on Allstate over the last five years if you've been holding. And as I said, this one is still cheap. Earnings expected to be up 20% here in 2019 and another 5% in 2020. So still decent earnings growth here in um, 2019. So I'm not sure if that's coming from cost cutting or how they're getting that because sales weren't quite as bullish, but um, this would be a good one to tune in on the earnings call to find out what's happening. And you also get a dividend for your troubles here, yielding a decent 1.9% with all states. So, um, all, you know, a lot of the insurers have had a nice run here, so it's good to tune in. Could be possibly the end of this little bull run, but we don't know. But again, this one is still cheap, so you're not buying at a really high valuation here, like some of its peers are a little richer in valuation. Okay, and then switching over to sign number five, our final sign. Um, this one kind of cracks me up, but I do think this is true. You know you may be a value investor if you think anyone buying the companies with no earnings or like no PEs are just nuts. And there's a lot of them out there right now. We know a lot of these recent IPOs that don't have any earnings yet. They're not profitable. Um, so, but that's not even the nuttiest part. There are still people buying Tesla, right? TSLA is the ticker there. It's kind of not really in the news right now and hasn't been, it's kind of out of favor, I guess I should say, which could put it in the value camp, right? Um, because these shares have pulled back. So the two year return, on Tesla, they're down 25% during that two year time. And then I took a look further out over the last five years, if you were buy and hold on this one, it's not working out real good for you. Up only 10% over that time period, 10.5%. S&P again is up 52% during that time period. But this is why if you have stayed clear of it, you could be a value investor because you look at like the fundamentals and you're like, why am I buying this? 
And I did take a look at some of those fundamentals to see maybe it can turn itself around soon. I know everybody's been waiting for that event, right? So they lost $1.33 in 2018. That's not too bad. But here in 2019, a loss of $3.09. So um, pretty severe downdraft in further losses. But 2020, analysts' bullishness, their optimism returns and they're expected to see $4.86 on the positive. So could that finally be the year, 2020, when Tesla you know, is making some money here? Um, maybe, but if you are one of those investors who are like, eh, who cares about the earnings? Look at the sales. Sales growth is expected to rise 15.6% this year and another 24% in 2020. So if you're playing the sales side of things, maybe there could be some value here and it's not so nuts after all. But if you look at a lot of these companies where the earnings don't really add up and you think that's crazy, then that would put you in the value camp. So keep that in mind when you're looking at a lot of these IPOs as well. So these are just a few of the signs I like to point out to people that they may be value. And there are others out there, but never fear, there are more value investors than you know. And remember a key characteristic, which I already kind of glossed over during this podcast, is that all value investors really have to have patience. That's probably the number one key sign outside of these five kind of fun signs that you are a value investor, that you can be patient. That goes in along with the sign of you holding for years and years. Uh, a lot of times us value investors, we have to wait a long time for Wall Street to acknowledge that um, you know the cheap stock is way too cheap and that uh, you know, they need to get in there. Sometimes it seems like they will never acknowledge it, right? You're waiting and waiting. I know a lot of you on the retail stocks or in energy or even in agriculture. I took a look at a couple ag names thinking, hey, I might be able to cover them in this podcast, but they're all back to, you know, bad Zach's ranks of number five strong cells because those earnings estimates are being cut again, at least on the fertilizers. So um, it takes a lot to stay in some of these names and to keep them on your list, but those are signs of a value investor. So uh, keep all that in mind and you're just gonna have to stick with it, stick it out. Uh, So let's recap those stocks again that I just mentioned in relation to each of the signs here. So if you wanna invest like Buffett, you might want to be in something like a Maztec. MTZ is the ticker. Wall Street has discovered this one because it's up big so far this year, but still cheap, MTZ. Then you may uh, buy at those 52-week lows. We talked about this on Benjamin Graham podcast, that that's one of his big tips of finding value stocks buying on those lows. Macy's, it's been in the doghouse for a couple of years now, but at least you're getting that dividend to reward your patients. Macy's with an M. Then we had you're buying and you're holding a long, long time. You might want to do that with the transports, a railroad in particular, Kansas City Southern, KSU. Then uh, if you don't mind your stock is boring, you might want to look around at the insurers, or I would put some banks in there too. Banks are pretty boring, right? I always get the ho-hum response whenever I have a banking podcast. 
but some of those are looking decent too. In fact, I should do a banking podcast soon, but we look, took a look at Allstate ALL for that example. And then if you think people are crazy for buying companies with no earnings uh, and that that is nuts, a good example of that is Tesla, T-S-L-A. Those investors have not been rewarded over the last five years and certainly not over the last two years but maybe that could be turning around and maybe that'll be a value play before we know it. Stranger things have happened, you never know. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the podcast because I may be covering Tesla as a true value sometime soon, it's possible. So get us anywhere you can get the podcast. We're pretty much on all the platforms now and I know a lot of you are on Spotify but you can also get us on Apple Podcasts as a standalone. And of course, as I keep repeating, we are on SoundCloud, but only through the Zach's Market Edge. But if you subscribe over there under Zach's Market Edge, you'll get the Zach's Market Edge podcast plus the Value Investor podcast, a two-for-one deal, and you'll get stock picks in both. So be sure to subscribe somewhere, get us on whatever podcast platform you're on, but be sure to get us because I'll be bringing you more Uh, Value Stocks next week. You don't want to miss a single episode.